Welcome to Bimbo Summit. I'm Sarah, and I can't wake up from this nightmare. My name is Izzy, and I am so happy to be in this beautiful nightmare. Hi, everybody. My name's Dylan, and I just wanged my knee really hard on my metal <laughs> desk, so I'm, if in a way, I'm living a nightmare, too. <laughs> Prayers for Dylan's wanged knee. My Prayers knee got... For Dylan's it, wanged knee. It's all wanged up. The knee is the center of the brain. It's where my nervous system is entirely <laughs> located, is in my right knee where I wanged it. The knee is the eyes of the face. Yeah. <laughs> As they say. All right, everybody. Well, this is the knee wang episode where we talk about <laughs> the worst things ever happened to our knees and, and the worst times we ever wanged them. Is that right? I didn't read the show notes. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it. This is the notes. The worst time we ever wanged them. Oh, man. Well, let me tell you about my moped accident. <laughs> Oh yeah, when you were on a cruise ship. Well, I wasn't on a cruise ship at the time. I was. Uh, Did you I was like at a... see a lizard and crash? Well, I saw a lizard right before, and I think I was so excited about it that then after, I crashed pretty bad. Um, but yeah, it was rough. You know, I was in uh, the on the island of Bonaire in the Dutch Antilles doing a shore excursion, um, mm-hmm. sort of a make your own shore excursion. <laughs> Person I was with was like, "Let's rent these mopeds," and I was like, "I don't." No, I've never driven a moped, and I don't have a driver's license, and I'm very, very unwieldy, and we've had six mojitos already, and mm-hmm. and she was like, don't worry about it, just get on this moped, and then you're not going to crash, and then I crashed, and I wanged my knee really bad, <laughs> so bad that it still makes a weird noise when I bend it, and it's quiet. Damn. Did you have to get wang surgery? I didn't have to get wang surgery, no. <laughs> Did you have to immobilize your wang? <laughs> I did have to return the moped and tell a guy with like a straight face that it's fine and I didn't crash it, even though I was bleeding heavily <laughs> from both knees. Mm. <laughs> You're like, no, this is unrelated. I was bleeding from both of my knees and my right elbow, soaking. I was wearing a white shirt and it was like, there was like blood all through my like white long sleeve shirt. Um, and he was like, don't lie to me. And it's like, lie? What? <laughs> Good thing you're like America's most accomplished liar. Yeah, I don't think it translates, you know, In culturally. the Dutch Antilles, right. You're he not did not America, believe so. me. What language do they speak in the Dutch Antilles? A bunch. Um, they speak, uh, some, a lot of them speak Dutch. A lot of them speak Spanish. A lot of them speak a sort of a Creole language that's sort of mm-hmm. a combination of, of a bunch of different uh Native languages and some Dutch thrown in there and some Spanish words. And uh, I, there's I, a bunch of Korean people living there, too. So it's sort of a, you know. Ooh, did you get good Korean food when you were there? No, I was only there for like five hours. I wanked <laughs> myself really hard. In that five but, hours, you managed but, to crash a moped. You saw yeah. a lizard. Yeah, but you saw a lizard. I saw a lizard. I ate lunch. I crashed a moped. And I lied to a, a nice businessman. This episode is about when your mind... Uh, and your body conspire to wang your soul. Mm. We're, today we're going to be talking about sleep paralysis. That's the headliner, and the opening act is a local mystery. A yeah. mystery that is plaguing a resident in our hometown of Bloomington, Indiana. Hey, Bimbo Summit. This is Katie Hayden from Bloomington, Indiana. Big fan of the pod. Um, hey, so I have a local mystery that I would love for you guys to investigate. Um, I drive on 
Walnut Street every single day, and I see this sign for this local building, and the sign just says, The Groovy Grotto, and then I think below it, it says, A Swanky Boutique, but it's like, what even is that? I don't even know if there's, like, windows in the building. You can't really tell what it is. Like, I don't think they even have a website. It's super weird, but it's been there forever. Nobody knows what it is. I don't know what it is. Um, it survived the pandemic, so it's got to, like, be something. My secret theory is that it's, like, some weird swingers club, but, like, there's maybe, like, two couples, so it's, like, not actually a club, and it's just some, like, weird gross place that they, like, call a garado to, like, make it sound sexy. I don't know. Lots to unpack there. Um, love the pod. You guys are great. Uh, keep being awesome. Bye. Katie, thank you so much for calling. I have seen this sign before, I'm realizing. The Groovy Grotto is a place I have also uh, persistently wondered about uh, because the sign has been up since about 2011, but it seems totally shuttered. Um, if you if you want to look into this on your own, it's about it's on the south side of town where College and Walnut, right after College and Walnut merge back into one street, and it has a very 1950s, like, pink and green and yellow sign that says the groovy grotto a swank boutique any guesses you two on uh, a what kind of establishment this is what would a groovy grotto sell well boutique would suggest that they sell something <laughs> either antique or uh, an expensive new mm-hmm. thing but the signage would imply that it's like 50s diner style yeah, yeah. Like like kitsch um, antique, not like a rustic farmhouse antique. My right, guess would right. be like one of those stores where they go to Goodwill every week <laughs> and they buy things at Goodwill and then they sell them for way more money. Whatever you call those. Vintage stores. I don't know what you call yeah, those. Yeah, like... But they're a menace. Thrift vultures. Call them what they are. Thrift, thrift vultures. Parasites. Valor yeah. your Depop shop. If you have a Depop shop, you're yeah. sus. You're going to hell. It's in the Bible. <laughs> It is, yeah, that is a uh, deep pop shop. You're going to hell. It's in the Bible. That's right. And God said unto them, close your deep pop. Uh, it's stolen valor. Yeah. And there's nothing left for the little, the little guy. So uh, Dylan, you have a thought about what the, what the groovy grotto might be. Is he says vintage? Well, I think it's a, I, I think it's a deep pop shop with a storefront. Um, I think that it uh, should be shut down. I think it should be legal. And I, and I love that it survived the pandemic. I think a lot of things survived the pandemic that just the lower, like the fewer employees you had, I think it, the easier it was, right? Mm-hmm. I think like you just could, you know, take a PPP loan and then just pocket the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if you're like, like, okay, there's like a, there's a store down the street from me that earlier today, I was just like, how the hell did they survive the pandemic? Because they're in like pretty prime real estate and they're a novelty t-shirt store called Dirty Tees. <laughs> And you can't see in their windows because they're tinted dark. Is it maybe just a front? I wonder. I'm too scared to go in and I don't want to go in. They have like a couple like hilarious, you know, innuendo t-shirts in their window. But it's like tinted so it's kind of hard to see them and you can't see inside of it. But I'm like, of course. They just like pocketed $500,000 or whatever. And, Mm -hmm. and, you know, I think it's a scam. I think they scammed Joe Biden. (laughs) I think they scammed us all. Well... 
Um, I've got some news for you, which is that they did not survive the pandemic because they have been closed since 2014. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> However, the sign yeah, has been up. The sign is still there. Okay, so I looked into this. The Groovy Grotto was extant as a storefront from 2011 to 2014. They did sell antiques. Um, a lot of my information comes from a Herald Times hotline question that was like, what happened to the Groovy Grotto? Uh, mm. So some valiant Herald Times reporting <laughs> reporter did some digging and found out that the Groovy Grotto stocked retro furniture, furnishings, and threads. I don't know what the difference between yes. – I guess furniture is the stuff and furnishings is the stuff you put on the stuff. And threads is the stuff you put clothes? on your body. Yeah, thread, threads. Threads means is clothes. clothes. Uh, Furnish, I was furnishings hoping... and furniture, I don't know what distinguishes them. Furniture is the shelf and the little – the little ceramic knockoff Mickey Mouse is the furnishing. Yeah. Like pillows yeah. and lamps are furnishing. The former proprietor says that they sold mid-century modern type furniture and items. It was a specialized antique store. Um, I probably have not yet gone on record to say that mid-century modern uh, design is my personal enemy. I want to fight it. If I ever see another one of those tables where the legs go out instead of being straight, I'm going to get real upset. And I don't want to see those... The legs. Yeah, go you know out. those like the mid-century modern furniture where like the it has those like hairpin oh, legs. Like a Forty-five yeah. degree angle. Yeah. Oh, this is awkward because I'm actually recording this as we speak, sitting in my uh, my authentic nineteen fifties <laughs> uh, Ames chair. I'm gonna tell Herman Miller. Yeah, and I'm staring at my god off the street hairpin <laughs> desk. I. Mm-hmm, and I've listen. I've seen some beautiful examples of mid-century modern design. I just don't appreciate its ubiquity i don't want to buy a plant stand that is made out of some kind of horrible wood unless it looks like it came from a dead person's house who died like a hundred years ago when i see mid-century modern furniture it makes me think about like people killing themselves in the suburbs (laughs) so you're a gatekeeper you're like, oh, you can't have the thing I like because the when when you guys like it, it's lame. But when I like it, it's authentic. No, but I don't like it. I love my 1952 Ames chair, and um, my my sort of a, a polymer uh, side table here that's got my Pinot Grigio <laughs> on it. And, uh, it's got it's got kind of like a tripod leg. It's almost like a um, space sort of uh, space sort of inspired. Design. You know what I mean when I say... Is that why you don't like my house, or is it because of, like, the hamburger? Furniture? No, I think your house is very well decorated. I, truly, there are, like... Every time I send you a picture of my house, you're like, it is evil, God shall smite Well, you send me pictures of, like, decision. a lamp that looks like it's made out of bread. <laughs> yeah, like that. So, I love my bread lamp. And it you, is made of bread. It's not a joke. It's is real it really? bread. It's real bread. Yes, it's, it's bread that someone baked and then... Coated in resin. I think it's so God. cool. Wow. You ever go to your local retro 1950s sort of inspired drive-in movie theater <laughs> with, with like a, you know, with a, the, your the, one? yeah, do you ever, Sarah, do you ever go to your local one and you go, I can't be here with this. Look, the sign is a fifties Chevrolet, you know, and the logo has a rocket yeah, ship. When, Does that make you sick? actually old. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, makes me sick. Does that make you sick when you see the logo is the 60s ass looking rocket ship logo with like star, you know, those stars that were on everything in the 60s that were like There's all There's actually long. a lot of, you know yeah, about? I do. Those long, yeah, those, long ass stars. I know what you mean. 
No, I actually like things that are act that are genuinely old a lot of the time. Although, like some of that like lacquered mirrored stuff is really depressing to me. But I love like lustron homes, which are like a very very ugly nineteen fifties and sixties like or I guess fifties, uh, piece of like kind of kitsch ephemera. Some of that stuff is like very cool and interesting. I think I just don't like its ubiquity in modern design. Uh, Do you like anything new? Well. <laughs> what what kind of is this like I feel like the root of your deposition. problem is you don't like anything new <laughs> man it's just so weird like listening it's to this versus Sarah today. <laughs> yeah it's like I'm listening to Sarah complain about stuff while I'm sitting in my 1950s original Ames chair uh, with you know my my Pinot Grigio glass resting on a on a rocket ship inspired table uh, and then uh, and then you know staring right at me is a cardboard cut out of Betty Page so I don't know what Sarah's talking about She's really attacking my core identity. You know that phrase I really don't like is vintage inspired. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is what I'm talking about. Like when you go to Target and everything for some reason is like, it's just those horrible plant stands that have the white ceramic pot and then the like legs that go above the pot made of oh, wood. Oh, I love those. No. Oh, yeah. Don't listen to her cardboard cut out of Betty Page. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dylan's really into rockabilly. So. Yeah, I'm into rockabilly. Oh, man. Okay, the Groovy Grotto. Um, oh, yeah. And so, Psycho Billy. I'm going to fucking <laughs> Don't forget you. about Psycho Billy. I love Psycho Billy. I love Psycho Billy. There's a Psycho Billy band that I really like. They had an upright bass. Tiger Army. I love that. No, no, a different one. <laughs> I'm going to tell everyone you love. You're the America's biggest Tiger Army fan. I'm not even sure what they sound like, but go ahead. See if I care. They kind of sound like if AFI was like had an upright bass. You know how everybody has to, like, specialize when they turn 30, you know? Where everybody has to, like, <laughs> X, X alternative people have to, like, go down a road. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how it is for, like, <laughs> for women. <laughs> but for, like, for dudes who are, like, formerly punk, you have to kind of choose between, like, rockabilly and, like... It's, like, rockabilly guy, hockey guy, or, like, <laughs> uh, classic rock sort of jazzy, bluesy guy. Um, yeah. And I'm going full rockabilly. Or you can get really into, like, uh, cycling. Yeah, that's true. So there's cycling guy, rockabilly guy, and uh, and hockey guy. Woodworking. Yeah. yeah. There's a couple. But I'm, yeah, I'm going to get painting. a... Sign painting. I actually just ordered a... <laughs> while we were talking, I actually just ordered a 10-pack um, a of white t-shirts, white v-necks with the, that are a size too small on Amazon. Guys... Oh my gosh, <laughs> that is such a look. Yeah. Okay, so the mystery of why the Groovy Grotto sign is still there is that the people who ran the Groovy Grotto still own the building. And for a time, possibly Mm. still now, you can call their number, which is uh, given in this Herald Times article, and I will give to anyone who messages us, (laughs) 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 that they do still do some, like, private purchasing. Uh, So if you call up the proprietor's at this number and you say like i want a mid-century modern fucking plant stand you know they'll go they'll go find you some oh um, cool that's good to know yeah is it good to know you don't even yeah well here. for me that's good to know for dylan yeah uh, well, it, we, it, we, we're not going through this again but the ht yeah, says like it. you can give them a ringling oh i love that <laughs> do you think there's any truth to katie's hypothesis yes not to commit a slander. I mean, I'm very carefully, like, not saying these people's names so that I can maybe do a, a, a mild slander. But, like, okay, what is the point of having that sign still up? Is it pure, like, these people have depression and they just, like, can't be bothered to take it down? Uh, or is it some kind of signal 
to uh, to others that they want to know. You know, this is the place to come and get your butthole popped by <laughs> other 55-year-olds in Hawaiian shirts. I bet it's both. I mean, I bet when they had to fold, you know, then they had to close the actual retail store, they thought, well, you know, you know, the thing we do on the side for fun, uh-huh. how about we kind of uh-huh. turn that into a business? What do we still, you know, we're out of inventory. We can't, we can't keep the store open, but what we can do is have people over to our discreet location here. Right. It's the perfect cover. Meet me at the Groovy Grotto. No one would suspect a thing. It's, it's, that's also part of my theory of why a certain Bloomington bakery, which no longer exists, but you can still buy their bread in grocery stores, perhaps stayed open as a storefront longer than it should have. Because of I used to work there. Certain rumors about uh, what went on after hours. So there you have it, Groovy Grotto. Uh, there is a precedence for this in Bloomington, Indiana. So I think it's fair to say that it is an option. That it is a swingers club. Yeah, could very. I well met a be. woman who told me that she was a member of a swingers buffet in Indianapolis. Oh, what? So buffet? if you is want, that real? yes, it's a well, it's a buffet. Wait, supper is, club. Okay, it's not a sexual buffet. It's a buffet so, that becomes sexual. You're gonna have to bleep some of this. Or is it simultaneous? Okay, oh, so okay, yuck. so this was um, this was. Is this now a gossip? Is this a okay, thing for you? Get eat ready, sushi hand on the girl? buzzer. Are you ready to bleep this? My my friend, you're ready to bleep that. Did you bleep it? Uh, yeah, but my friend's aunt, um, uh, when we went on that cruise, talked a lot um about her buffet swinger buffet club um which was like i guess a private dinner club is like there's like a sign a small sign it's in indianapolis and you have to like join and you have to be like approved by the other members of the supper club Mm. but what it really is is it's a buffet in the front with booths and tables and stuff and then in the back it's a orgy room Um, i hope they have a sneeze guard yeah so it's not exactly like a business you can walk into, but it is like, you know, pretends to be like a dinner buffet that's like a private cl- private food club. Oh, Dylan, can you tell that story of the time that you went into the poorhouse and discovered the documents? Oh my god, yeah. Um, <laughs> While we're telling oh my god. gossip. I forgot about that. So when I was like a teen, I think, yeah, I was definitely a teen. Were either of you there or no? No, I just remember I don't remember. remember. I, was with, I was with, yeah. I was with, I was a teen and I was with a group of punk adults who shouldn't have been hanging out with me because i was a teen classic and the thing to do and this is before like you know this is before i made any content at all of any type which which is which is a shame because the mission that day was for me to drink a coffee from every coffee shop in bloomington a city of about a hundred thousand with i don't know 15 coffee shops i think at this point something like that um and uh there is so uh for those of you not familiar with bloomington indiana there is a christian volunteer run or volunteer works not run a coffee shop (laughs) right downtown that is basically like um kind of an outreach ministry for a church Mm -hmm. basically but also a coffee shop um and i went there it was like my fifth stop so i was feeling pretty jittery and and uh, (laughs) i went down into the basement because the door was unlocked and i was like 17 and i was you know bad but I was like, oh, they got this nice basement down here. And so I just like walked down there. We, the, My group of people just walked down there. And, and there was this room with, you know, couches and stuff. And on the table were a bunch of meeting agendas with minutes. And I picked them up and read them. And they were for a meeting um, that there was a there was a meeting agenda. And then there was also like a mission plan um, where they talked about combating Bloomington's secular culture. <laughs> 
Um, Understandable. They specifically outlined other. Uh, they specifically outlined the secular culture of competing coffee shops, Soma, and the secular culture of the Monroe County Public Library. Um, oh. As sort of, they, they they named they named Soma and the library as competition, which I really loved. Like competition for souls, of course. Mm-hmm. Of course. Um, yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, it, it was just really insanely worded. It was like secret, you know. It was like very secretive. It was very like we must compete with. Like it was, it it was like there was the section was called like winning the hearts and minds mm-hmm. or whatever. It's like we must draw traffic away from competitive third spaces such as Soma and the, the library. public library, <laughs> which is across the street, the street. Uh, right across the street, to like draw people in and instead of getting them in there, then that way as a as a venue for like you know spreading their mission, and then also and then you know there was all these like, things about how they could like play you know subtle ways to like you know like push their agenda or whatever and like it was like oh we play like we only play like christian music but it's contemporary and then like quietly so no one will notice and there was going to be like literature around just sort of laying around or like books that like fit their purpose And there was like a list of books and stuff like it was really insane it was like a 10 page document i love that you you could like subliminally influence people to be religious by quietly playing christian music that they that they don't notice that was their plan was to like go to war with the public library so that teens wouldn't hang out the the juggalos in front of the public library would come into their christian coffee shop and be subliminally influenced by like you know i don't know christian contemporary adult music you know who's much better at evangelizing than the poorhouse cafe the juggalos the ju- icp <laughs> like yeah, they, absolutely. Don't, they don't need god they ha- i mean they have it <laughs> why do you think religion is like declining like why do you think christianity is doing so poorly you know the numbers do not lie it's going down like it's declining juggalos only picking up speed Juggalo- but, i mean i mean icp are christian yeah i know but like yeah so are mormons you know it's sort of a, <laughs> you know it's like a, it's sort of a they're 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 related but you know I don't remember the part in the Bible about the dark carnival. Uh, <laughs> the dark carnival's hell, dude. <laughs> I know. It's different, though. I'm just saying that they could take, you know, whatever, like, mainstream nerd Christians, they could take a page out of the ICP book and start, you know, getting hatchet man tattoos. Yeah. Or, you know, I mean, start getting fucked up. People volunteer, like, they didn't get paid. So, or, like, they donated their wages or something. Only something like the that. managers get paid. Typically, I guess, or this is how, what I was told, you know, 10 years ago, but only the managers, I guess, get paid. Or if you've been there for like a long time as a volunteer, they'll be like, hey, do you want to be a shift manager? And then I think you get paid eight. But even the tips, I found out that the tip jar, the tips don't go to, um, and I think they're more transparent about it now. There's like a sign on the tip jar. They're actually they also used closed. Oh, really? Okay. Well, but only as right, of like the, right, the last year. They've come back to, they've returned to God's kingdom um, where they, where they started. But yeah, the tip jar like went to various dubious Christian mission charities in Africa and South America um, rather than to the employees who worked for free. Uh, who here has experienced sleep paralysis? Me, no. Me, yes. I'm raising my hand. You're raising, and Dylan, yes. Yeah. Uh, I've had it. It happens to me somewhat often if I'm having like kind of a shitty night's sleep where I'll kind of wake up in the middle of the night and I won't be able to move. But I think I probably get it really mild because if I I can do that like uh, kill Bill wiggle your big toe thing where I like will myself to 
to mm-hmm. move a tiny bit of my foot and then I can like kind of shake it off. But usually if I have it, it will happen like a couple times in one night. But I never have it like so bad that I'm like seeing weird shit. I think people who, yeah. who really have it, it's like it's pretty all encompassing. That only happened to me. The first time I ever had it, I was like taking a nap and I was lying on my stomach. I think it's worse when I lie on my stomach. And uh, I like napped for too long. And then when I woke up, I couldn't move. And I was like hearing stuff that definitely was not really happening. But that wow. was the only time I ever had it like somewhat bad. I get it during naps a lot too, I think, actually, which is weird. I think it like, happens way more often because doesn't it happen when you like your brain wakes up during a part of your sleep cycle where you're not supposed to be awake? I must mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I th- oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it kind of makes sense that that would happen in a nap because you're not like settling in for long enough to go through several cycles. You're like potentially waking up in the middle of one. I get it. Like, um, I'd say like twice a year to quarterly. Mm-hmm. Um. And uh, it's almost always during a nightmare. It's like, it's, which is the worst. It's like always like I'm trapped by something in my dream or what, you know, I'm being like held down and murdered or whatever. It's always something like that. And then I'm trying to get away and I can't move my body for some reason that like might make sense in the context of the dream. And then I realize that I'm dreaming, but then I still can't move. Which is like the worst, but then that kind of dispels the like scary nightmare part, you know, when you're when you realize you're awake and then you're like, oh fuck, I have sleep paralysis, and then it's just like a, (laughs) and then you kind of stop being freaked out, and then it's just like, I mean, it's still like scary not to be able to move. It's really weird to be conscious and not be able to move. Yeah, just be like, yeah, but I can kind of do the same thing where I can kind of like move my hands just a tiny bit, you know, Mm -hmm. like and kind of like clench my hands and unclench them or whatever, and if I do that. I've, if I've, I've learned that if I do that enough, like, I will eventually regain control of my hands, and then if I regain control of my hands, it's all over. Yeah. For, for you haters. <laughs> Once I get control of my hands back, it's <laughs> yeah. on sight. Yeah, I'm like, that's right, it's on sight. Once you hate, you dream haters, you dream goblins, <laughs> you know, like, y- you, 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 you d- dream Democrats, you know, it's all over for you once my hands move again. All right, uh, Izzy, you've never had it, but you have a, a relevant you have a relevant tale about it, right? I do have a relevant tale about it. When I lived in Denver, I lived in Denver for two years, about two years ago, and the house I moved into was underneath a Masonic church, and it had once been owned by a local clown named Blinky. Ugh. Oh, it was like. <laughs> A warehouse slash doctor's office. It had been a doctor's office in the 50s. And it was in this commercial zone. It was next door to a goth store, an amazing goth store. And I actually had my mail delivered there. (laughs) (laughs) But the house was owned by, like I said, local clown Blinky. And he had an antique shop there. Were you jealous that you had competition for the title of local clown? (laughs) (laughs) I was jealous. I was jealous because I left my title in Bloomington. <laughs> uh, many clown. many people have uh, since taken up the mantle in Bloomington. <laughs> uh, hey, listen. After you left, I had an experience which I feel like confirmed that I was local clown. <laughs> which was when one day I was leaving work, and it was when I was growing my hair out, and it was kind of in an awkward puffy phase. And uh, I was I was walking out of work, and a car was at an intersection on a college and a guy leaned out the window and went, 
hey, look, that guy looks like Sideshow Bob. (laughs) And I turned around to look behind me, only to discover that no one was there. It was empty. It was like no one else was on the sidewalk at the (laughs) intersection and that he meant me. Brutal. One of my, one of the best ever, like, roasts. One of the best ever disses. I've received, especially from a stranger. Pretty good. And I and I really went, oh man, I want to see this. Like, it was my first <laughs> thought. It was like, I want to see the guy that looks like Sideshow Bob. <laughs> only to me. discover it was me as they pulled away laughing. <laughs> drove away into the night. All right. Izzy, tell us, tell us about Blinky. Sorry. <laughs> no, no. Don't apologize. That was very good. So, Blinky's house, like, it kind of felt like a fun house. Like, the sink was bright yellow. Ooh, yeah. And... The walls were painted bright blue. Um, there was a utility hallway that went to the alley. And between my entrance and the exit, there was this huge grate that went down to a basement. But it was locked from, like, the inside. <laughs> <laughs> and we'd, like, hear sounds down there sometimes, like someone walking around. And also in the the door between the grate and then the entrance to my house there was a human sized like not a human like a hand sized hole cut out of the door as if you would like reach in and then turn the knob Mm -hmm. so it was kind of like a creepy like fun creepy place and there was a spare room that uh my roommate and i kept open for artists to like come stay with us and make work because we lived in a print shop and two different artists were staying in that room and both of them had said independently of one another that they had sleep paralysis in that dream. And they dreamed that in the closet was a man standing and watching them sleep. Oh my god. And Wait, the this... closet went to an attic that we couldn't access. God. I did once sleep in that room, but maybe nothing happened to me because I'm not an artist. So, <laughs> so I used to live in a house on West 9th. In Bloomington, uh-huh. um, and when I first moved into that house, um, I slept. I slept in the side room. My bedroom was the side room that was like it used to be a a porch. Obviously, it was like been, the wettest know, room imaginable. Yeah, it was. It had a tile floor. It was damp, <laughs> and it was about five feet wide and I don't know twelve feet long. I remember once we um, lifted up your mattress, and it was just like black mold wet. underneath. Black mold. Yeah, it was just like water seeping in from the ground i assume because oh all those houses God. over there have like cinder block foundations it was like they're not even real foundations over there is that um, was that house haunted i remember there's a creepy so, attic so some of my like worst sleep paralysis experiences were in that room in that house uh and i had a recurring nightmare that somebody oh yeah and by the way definitely uh used to be a side porch um that was probably open and kind of lazily converted to a storage room or whatever For that then sure. became my bedroom yeah but because it, it had a door to the outside <laughs> yeah in the middle of it um and uh and the door had you know it's like a standard whatever door to the front of your house but it was on the side of the house and you know like the windows the four windows um and uh i i had a recurring dream that i was like laying in bed trying to fall asleep which by the way those are the worst fucking nightmares where you're already in bed in mm-hmm. your nightmare and it's not even it's like man this is believable why would you do this to me, brain? Yeah. Why would you wang me up like this? You know? <laughs> but, um, but yeah, like, I used to have this recurring dream where I'd be laying in bed trying to fall asleep, and I would hear, like, a scratching noise at the window to the door to the outside, and I would look, and there would be, like, a like a weird, 
like hunched over pale figure of a bald guy like wearing all black like 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 i mean it's like cheesy but like you know like spooky like spooky shriveled up bald pale some kind of gray looking dude scraping like long fingernails like scraping at the window like nosferatu yeah kind of like a like like a less exaggerated nosferatu and uh and then that's when i would learn that i have sleep paralysis Mm. and i wouldn't be able to move and i'd be like freaking out and i'd be like oh it's this one again you know and then i would but but that happened like four or five times and i never had that dream again probably because i left that room and it wouldn't have made any sense but it was pretty cursed pretty cursed but it just reminds me of that is he did anything at the clown house yeah i was gonna i remember there's like something else you were gonna say about how it being scary oh yeah at the clown house the sleep paralysis room and my room shared a door the lease was like almost over i opened that door and like i extended my room into that other room and after i did that i started having these repeat nightmares that a man was trying to choke me to death god oh my god what did that clown do (laughs) or what was done to that clown Right? Oh, that's a good angle. Maybe the clown's the victim. We don't know. Hey, HBO. (laughs) I'm, uh... Get this. I'm available right now, actually. (laughs) I'm not really doing much of my time right now. HBO, what's up? Um, I, you know what's funny? Like, I almost moved into a clown house myself. um, When I was a teen. Uh, just as an aside, I know I do a lot of asides here on, um... (laughs) this podcast bimbo summit, bimbo summit. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what, uh, sorry i'm in i do four podcasts now <laughs> wait um, there's yeah. a clown house in bloomington no 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 no. this is in maryland oh. so when my family left bloomington to move to clown house yeah but we we were moving to maryland and we were looking at houses to rent and at the time there weren't very many houses i guess that were like on the market to rent urgently in the dc suburbs area and one of them was like just outside rockville maryland which you know, is amazing for those of you who are familiar with the area. Uh, it's a suburb of DC. Yeah, there's even an uh, REM song about how you shouldn't go there. Is it really? I don't know if they mean that's me in the corner. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's that song. No, there's a there's that's an REM song called Rock. Don't go, don't go back to Rockville. But I don't know if it's Rockville, Maryland, or if they're talking about a different Rockville. Maybe like the well, Rockville. Fuck that. They have a micro center where rock and roll Rockville. gets made. <laughs> they have a great they have a great mall. Rockville? I never went to Rockville yeah. when I lived in Maryland. Rockville, the Greenwood of Maryland. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, we were, we looked at um, this house and my parents, I remember like driving over there and my parents being like, this is so cheap. What's wrong with this house? What's wrong with this house? Why is this so cheap? Um, because like everything else in that area was like crazy expensive. Um, and they were like, this is going to be the one, you know, like we can live with some quirks. And, like, we went through the upstairs, and it looked, you know, it was, like, fine. It was, like, there were a couple, you know, there was, like, some stupid carpet. It wasn't, there was, it, nothing that was, like, a deal breaker, right? Looked pretty nice. Like, you know, looked okay. And then we went down into the basement, and uh, the person showing it was, like, oh, you gotta, you know, it's, like, okay, I know, I know this is a little weird, but, like, you know, it's a basement, so try not to worry about it or whatever. We go down there, and it, it, everything was a primary color. Uh-oh. There were murals of clowns everywhere. There was, like, a rubber floor that was, like, blue and yellow tile. Or, like, blue and yellow, like, rubber. Like, like in, like, a YMCA rec room, almost. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I guess, according to the leasing person, it used to be uh, a daycare. Mm-hmm. Like, somebody had a, like, were, was operating a daycare on the side in their furnished basement or whatever. Um, 
and it was, there was like <laughs> they didn't change it when they were trying to sell. Yeah, what kind no. of dumbass realtor wouldn't just paint over all that? Because it's a it's not a realtor. We were renting. It's a landlord. Oh, they don't give oh, a shit. Oh. Yeah, they're like somebody will take it. We're scamming you. Who gives a fuck? You know? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but like, uh, but there was like there were like three clown murals, like floor to ceiling clown murals, and then. And then they were like, I know it's weird, but, you know, it's a basement. It's not like you have to do the, go down here every day. Ha, ha, ha. And, like, some people think it's fun. And, and like, oh I was like, this kind of rules. And uh, <laughs> my parents were not okay. And then uh, but they were like, but there is a upside. And then they took us into a side room in the basement. And there was a jacuzzi. There was, like, a hot tub <laughs> in the basement. That's where they boil the, the kids. In the clown room. <laughs> But it's like, it was in the part that used to be a daycare. There was like a jacuzzi hot tub thing. And, and even in that room, like the walls were still like clown colors and shit. Like, oh, I don't like that. I don't think no. little kids can even get in hot tubs. Doesn't no. it like, doesn't it boil them? I mean, I have to assume. The little bodies? Yeah. I, I don't, it's like turning into baby yeah. soup. You can't I, yeah, boil I, a baby's skull, Sarah. Yeah, you can't put like a toddler in a hot tub, no. Uh, yeah, right. That's a, yeah. If you're pregnant, you can't go in a hot tub, so I don't think a baby can go in a hot tub either. Uh, that, I don't get that connection, but... <laughs> I can't no. get that logic <laughs> I don't understand because, the because, logic there. Because when you're pregnant, there's a baby in you, dumbasses. <laughs> We didn't play the call, did we? No, we have not played the call yet. No, we, we so we're we're talking about sleep paralysis because we got a call about sleep paralysis. Yeah, well, oh, we just did a very fuck. long intro to the call, which I'm now yes. gonna play. <laughs> yeah, yes, let's hear it. Let's hear it. All right, let's hear it, DJ. All right, what's my DJ name? DJ Sars. That's right. On the ones and twos. Here I here I go. Hey, bimbos. Uh, this is uh, Zach from Denver, Colorado, long-time listener, first-time caller. Uh, I don't know if you – I can't really remember, but I don't know if you guys ever did a, uh episode on sleep paralysis, but um, my brother for a while had sleep paralysis episodes. I didn't know anything about it, and then he described to me what they were, um, and he described that there was this, like, these looming – dark figures that would kind of linger around his bed that would just sort of like, were just, he, he described them as being like evil incarnate. And, uh, the, there was one in particular that he was terrified of, which was this, uh, he described it as a man was this man in a wide brimmed dark hat. And he drew a picture of him for me and it was terrifying. Um, uh, later on, he told me that um, the one, the one of the last episodes, he, oh, the last episode he had um, was the closest the uh, hatted figure had gotten to him, uh, which means that they were progressively getting closer and closer with each episode. And uh, he just recalls like taunting the figure and screaming at him, being like, "Kill me, just kill me," and like these horrible things. And then they just went away. He never was bothered by the terrible darkness ever again. Um, and uh, like I said, I didn't know anything about this. And then I watched this documentary on sleep paralysis and all of these people were in the documentary were describing the same thing, like a man in a hat. And it was terrifying. And I was like, oh, God, the devil is real or something. And uh, anyway, uh, if you guys would, you guys should do one on sleep paralysis if you haven't already. Um Love the podcast. Uh, keep it up. Uh, very funny, very fun. Uh, major highlight to my day. 
Thanks so much. Bye. Wow. Well, Zach, thank you so much. Your timing is is um just it's just slightly off because we just the funny part is we just did this episode just, about sleep paralysis oh, just now just and we got this call seconds after we finished. Anyway, this has been Bimbo Summit. Um, <laughs> Certainly not the impetus for us no, doing um, doing that. Zach, episode. does your brother live at 19 South Broadway, which is where I lived? Do people from Colorado say related. Colorado? Is that Zach, does your brother live in a former clown-themed daycare center in the outskirts of Rockville, Maryland? Um, no, that's scary. Also, that like kind of tracks with my experience. I would describe the figure that scratched at the door to my old room as being uh-huh. a dark, looming, hooded figure, in my case, actually. A very, like, tacky, knockoff Voldemort sort of looking guy. Um, Do you think there's any possibility that what we're seeing is a look into a different dimension? Or it's like a collective unconscious thing where uh, we have some kind of, like, primordial idea of what evil looks like. Either because that is real or because we all are, like... Mm -hmm kind of fear the same thing like we're all kind of animals who are scared of the same basic idea yeah um but yeah i mean i i like an alternate dimension explanation for like ghosts and stuff like that I, it's definitely an interesting possibility to explore but wh- why you know like so if it is an alternate dimension then then why why does it look like that because scary stuff sarah i don't know zach bagans that's scary dimension it is scary i mean it's it's the idea that everyone or it's so common like what people dream about and that it's specific if it was just like oh everyone sees like dark shadows and hears weird voices that are indistinct that wouldn't be quite so remarkable but the fact that it's like a a pretty specific vision that many people well, share. Well, in olden times, they had paintings of, like, an imp sitting on someone's chest. Yeah. yeah Mars. Uh, the nightmare. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, many it, cultures no, it, have, like, the same idea about that. It, it's funny, because, like, I was, I was, uh, yeah, I was just looking at that um, sleep paralysis-related art. But, yeah, it's, it, maybe, like, our fears have shifted over time, because now it's, like, does it say something interesting that now our fear is a looming human figure? And before mm. it was like a little goblin sitting on your mm. chest, mm. or I think that like is social commentary. Yeah, or in the case of uh, like um, uh, like owls in uh, the Sleep of Reason produces monsters by Degoya. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks like a bunch of owls attacking a sleeping person. Wow, Dylan, you really know your art history. Hey. Yeah, I got an F in it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that if if the if the sleep paralysis looming figures and, and demons and owls come from a different dimension, is that the same dimension as Bigfoot? Ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, is that so. the same dimension, or are there more than one other dimension? Well, there's more than one, but Bigfoot and the, like, scary loomy guy and the owls probably come from the same one. You think they're roommates? <laughs> In the dimension? Comedy Central, I'm not doing much right now. If you want to develop a pilot about a extra-dimensional roommate comedy with a Bigfoot, a little goblin that sits on people's chests, and and a looming guy. Fuck, I just invented Monsters, Inc. Never mind. Kill it. Shut it down. Uh, you, it's Monsters, Inc. You know Inc. Stolas from the, um, the Gra- Stolas the Great Prince of Hell from the Lesser Key of Solomon? Or I haven't played Diablo 3. No, is that fucker. Is that in Diablo 3? He's a demon from hell. Uh... 
Why me up if you want to play that? Diablo 3 with me. I'm looking to get into it, but I don't really have okay, any listen. You can't friends. shame me just because I don't know what you're talking about. So the Lesser Key of Solomon is like this uh, witchcraft book from, I don't know, a long time ago. It's a, it's a book of demonology. It's from the 1600s. And one of the demons of hell, uh, this is where like Paimon and all that stuff comes from. Or like the reason why most of us know oh, about cool. it is, is from this. But Stolas is the prince of hell and he's like a little owl with super long legs and a crown. He's very cute. <laughs> Aww. So when you say owl, that's like what, what I'm imagining. <laughs> Here, I'll, no, they're I'll just owls. They're just like, those regular Stolas, owls. friend of the pod. Stolas is a friend of the pod. He's so cute. <laughs> Stolas. Look. Is that, you sure that's not from Diablo? Because they, they had Ball and, and well, Diablo. Just because and it's in Diablo one. doesn't mean it's from Diablo. <laughs> and then they're, and they've got Deckard Cain. Remember Deckard Cain? Shut up. He's like, you go up to him and you try to sell your items or whatever. He tells you what to do and he goes, hello there. Perching on the Anstruthers bedroom windowsill and hooting had seemed like frightening fun to the demon Stolas. But what he saw through the window would prove hard to ever forget. I saw my demon through a window. You did? Well, I mean, you know, my sleep paralysis. The guy was over behind a window and then, then, you know, he would usually like break one of the window panes and then I would wake up, but then I couldn't move. Oh my god. He'd be scratching and I'd be like, you can't get in here, you fucking nerd. You fucking, you dollar store, Vol- you dollar store Voldemort. And then he would just sort of go, and I'd be like, ah, shit. And then I'd wake up, but then I couldn't move. So that's probably Stolas from Diablo Sarah, 3. Sarah, you had sleep paralysis before? Yeah, I talked about it. What were you doing? Wait, what did you say? I said that, <laughs> Jesus Christ. You weren't Christ. memorable. It wasn't that interesting. No, it was, I've never had like, I, I get it a little bit like if I wake up in the middle of the night. Oh, you just said that you like, when you're napping. You didn't say what you saw. Well, I didn't, I never have seen anything. I just like oh, so. feel paralyzed and I have to wiggle until it goes away. And one time I heard voices. You wiggle? I wiggle my toes. I will myself to wiggle my toes and that, that breaks it. Okay, sorry I wasn't listening, but to be fair, that wasn't memorable. It was. I've never had anything like interesting happen. But Stolas, the the cute little owl, commands twenty six legions of demons. He teaches astronomy and Aww. is knowledgeable about herbs, plants, and precious stones. Oh my stones. god, he's so cute! I knew you'd like him. Aww. Did you know that one of the great marquises of hell has the head of an owl and the body of a naked guy? <laughs> What? Andrus. What part of the Bible is that? What are you talking about? The Lesser Key of Solomon. It's not the Bible. Yeah, where in the Bible is this dumb owl? Is that, the less, is that a Leonard Cohen song? What are you talking about? <laughs> Andrus is a Grand Marquis of Hell, appearing with a winged angel's body and the head of an owl or raven, riding upon a strong black wolf, and wielding which a sharp and bright sword. Which one am I? Ooh, we should make a quiz that's <laughs> like... Tag yourself. Uh, yeah, which, which uh, demon from the Lesser Key of Solomon are you? I know I'm Stolas. You might be Fergus, Dylan. Fergus has. What the hell are you talking about? Fergus, you're Fergus. Haha, you're Fergus. From Johann Weyer in 1583. Don't you want to know what Fergus looks like? I don't know what that means, but I'm pissed. You fuckers, listen. Fergus is a knight and cometh forth in the similitude of a cruel man. Cometh. With a long beard and a hoary head, he sitteth on a pale horse. Carrying in his hand Marcus. a sharp weapon, he perfectile teacheth practice, philosophy, rhetoric, logic, astronomy, chiromancy, pyromancy, and their parts. There obey That's him you. twenty legions. That's you. God, they were Fergus. such bad writers. Back Do you want to see Fergus? You're gonna think he's really funny. This does I look already... just like me. 
Actually, I will say, this is... It's like you drew me on a horse. This is basically me. Yeah. If we meet our goal of 50 patrons, Sarah will wear a fruit basket on her head for a whole week. <laughs> a whole week? That's right. We'll strap it to her head. I was ready to say yes to this until that yeah, last part. A whole bunch of fresh... <laughs> yeah, a big basket of fruit. Like yeah, attached to a, a cellophane on top a bike so helmet? it doesn't fall over when no, she sleeps? No, 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 no. I mean, it's continuously refilled probably by us. <laughs> it would be funnier and, uh, if it wasn't refilled. <laughs> No, because it's just a basket on your head. No, no, like it, yeah. you put you put fruit in it once, and then I had to keep the same fruit for a week. No, it's like you like go to work or walk around. And there's just fresh fruit, and people get to you know eat of your hat. Yeah, and it says you have to wear a shirt that says "Eat of my hat." That's the goal. Fifty patrons. Sarah's gonna wear a big fresh fruit basket on her head. Even though the gods are crazy. Even though the stars are blind. Uh, 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 if you show me real love, baby, I'll show you mine. Oh. Nice. Wow. wow. First time you said A it. Classic. I got it right. Did I get you it right? Did. Yeah, you did. Who's there at the window scratching at my door? Waking me up from a deep slumber. Who's that standing at the foot of my bed? I'm in mean,